0: This is the daily podcast from St. Paul's Knightsbridge, an invitation to pause for not more than 10 minutes each day to think, to reflect and to pray. This week, as we embark on the holy season of Advent, Luigi Gioia explores soul budgeting. An op-ed in the New York Times published last week argues that emotional and psychological discomfort should not always nor primarily be treated as mind-related, but instead through paying greater attention to our body. This, of course, is a well-known principle, but the angle adopted by this article is intriguing. It makes this point by using the image of body budgeting. We can function properly thanks to a variety of more or less unconscious processes whereby our body's needs are predicted before they arise. Technically, this process is called allostasis. Consider, says the author, what happens when you are thirsty and drink a glass of water. The water takes about 20 minutes to reach your bloodstream, but you feel less thirsty within mere seconds. What relieves your thirst so quickly? Your brain does. It has learned from past experience that water is a deposit to your body budget that will hydrate you, so your brain quenches your thirst long before the water has any direct effect on your blood. This means that our brain is constantly busy catering for our body and, conversely, that any hiccup in the body budgeting process has an impact on our moods and, more generally, on our self-perception. Whenever I am dealing with negative thoughts or feelings of anger, anxiety and sadness, I am right to engage in some thinking in search of objectivity. These thoughts and feelings, however, are also part of the ways in which our brain calculates, anticipates and budgets our metabolic needs. A negative emotional spiral can simply mean that I have not paid sufficient attention to my body budgeting, neglected or overindulged it. The author of this article argues that our burden may feel lighter if we understand our psychological and emotional discomfort as something physical. When an unpleasant thought pops into your head, like, I can't take this craziness anymore, ask yourself body-budgeting questions. Did I get enough sleep last night? Am I dehydrated? Should I take a walk, call a friend, because I could use a deposit or two in my body budget. This idea of body budgeting has wider implications. Every atom of our organism comes from our environment and is given back to it, not just once when we are born and when we die, but throughout our life, through breathing, eating, drinking, and in countless other ways. Up to 60% of our bodies made up of water. We get D-vitamin from the sun, receive warmth from fire, eat the produce of the earth, inhale oxygen from the air. The list is long. We do not just need these elements to be alive. They are part of what, or better, who we are. We are constantly borrowing and giving back water, earth, fire and air, to blend them in the makeup of our body until, at one point, we ourselves dissolve and blend in the greater body constituted by our environment and become part of other people, animals, fish, birds, planets and stars. The whole universe is one single body of which we are part and, as long as we are alive, the universe is part of our own body. If, seen as nature, the universe is essential for our body budgeting, scripture invites us to recognize that it is equally constitutive for our soul budgeting, so to speak, by teaching us how to see it as creation. Even though our Bibles start with the book of Genesis and with the story of how God created heaven and earth, The people of Israel first experienced Yahweh as the God who called them to enter into a personal relationship with him, that is, in a covenant, and only progressively helped them to understand that he also was the creator. First, they discovered him as father and then as maker, as the book of Isaiah aptly says, O Lord, you are our father. We are the clay and you are the potter. We are the work of your hands. God's advent, that is, his coming to be with us, happens in many ways and at many levels. One way is through the unfolding of creation, which scripture sees as a process of growing manifestation of the glory of God and simultaneously of our own true identity. Creation contributes to our soul budgeting by speaking to us of God. When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, what is the human being that you are mindful of them, and the children of human beings that you care for them? Says Psalm 8. We need the spiritual guidance of creation to learn who we are and what our destiny is. For the prophet Isaiah, the fire that kindles brushwood and causes water to boil makes God's name known. The quaking of mountains is the sign of God's presence. We share the destiny of fading leaves taken away by the wind. And in the gospel, we are taught valuable lessons by the fig tree. When its branches become tender and puts forth its leaves, it alerts us to look for the signs of God's coming. Maybe one of the reasons why we struggle to recognise the advent, the coming of God among us, is that we have become blind to the ways in which he makes himself known, not only through scripture, but also through the works of his hands. Time then for us to rediscover that creation is just as important for our soul budgeting as it is for our body budgeting. And you can join WBG for another podcast tomorrow and on Wednesday evening in our Zoom room at 8.30.